What is up everyone, Dalton here. Before we hop into this episode, I just have a couple quick announcements. First off, thank you for tuning in. The support on the podcast so far has been amazing. We're super excited about the community that we're building here with Move Local. So we cannot wait to continue to grow and meet more amazing people. If you guys aren't following us on Instagram, head over there and follow us, move.local as well as sign up for our newsletter if you want to make sure that you don't miss out on any new releases of episodes, of merchandise, of exciting news that we have coming up for the Move Local community. Head over there, sign up so you do not miss out. You can find that in the bio on Instagram or in the show notes below of this episode. And then lastly, guys, if you've liked or took value from any one of our episodes so far, please head over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you consume your podcast. Subscribe to Move Local and drop us a review and a rating. It really helps our podcast grow. It helps us get good feedback from you guys, what you want to hear more of, what you want us to improve on, so that we can continue to provide you with the best content possible and grow this amazing community. That is all I have for today. Enjoy this episode of Move Local. Welcome to the Move Local podcast. Our mission is to connect the movers and shakers of the Dundas and Hamilton area who pride themselves on growing a healthier and more connected community. We will do this through having conversations around health, education, entrepreneurship, and much more. We want to be part of helping you move confident, move free, and move local. What's going on, beautiful people? Welcome back to the Move Local Podcast brought to you by The Movement. My name is Dalton, and on today's episode, we are interviewing the one and only Eric from The Movement, Physio and Performance. We are doing another Meet the Team episode here. We have gotten quite a few people um, here at The Movement on the podcast. I think we've had Jess on, we've had Dan on, we've had Dion um, we had Jenna on, so if you guys want to go and listen to their episodes to learn more about them, take a look back in um, in the vault of our episodes, and you can find that. We still have to get um, Will, Don, Nada, and myself, and we are knocking Eric off today. So, Eric, welcome to the show. Thanks, Dalton. Thanks for having me. I'm glad uh, I'm getting knocked off before some of these other people here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It all comes down to scheduling. You know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, we're all we're all over the place here with every all the moving parts we have. So sometimes yeah. it can be tough to get people some uh, some time in their schedule to chat. But um, I didn't want to pronounce your last name because I'm notoriously <laughs> great at not hitting last names. So how do you actually pronounce your last name? So yeah, my last name's pronounced Leboyevich. Leboyevich. So, oh, I could have done that. Yeah. It's just understanding how it, you know, sounds phonetically versus how it's spelled. Cause out. if you look at it, that's the, that's what gets me. I look at it and I just have yeah. a hard time. It's because in, in Eastern European like language, the J's are actually like a vowel. And so they're pronounced as a Y, like a Leo. So just think of the J's as Y's and you'll be good to go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> How much does the, like, does your heritage play into, like, your upbringing? Is that, is that like, something that's always kind of been a big part of your life? Or? Yeah, it's, that's actually a really good question because, like, so my mom's side is from Italy. My dad's side is from Serbia. And it was my grandparents who came over from both sides. So both of my parents were born here, but they obviously had, like, pretty intense, like, European, um, rooted upbringing mm-hmm. 
but I think at least the way my parents explained it to me was at that time when they were growing up in Canada, everyone wanted to be like a melting pot. No one wanted to be different, mm-hmm. right? Whereas mm-hmm. today it's kind of celebrated, you know, oh, you're you know, from a different country, a different nationality, we're gonna celebrate that. They were kind of telling me that it was a bit different. Everyone wanted to kind of conform to the norm, mm-hmm. so to speak. And so, you know, even though they had a lot of the European, you know, culture in their house, they tried to not bring that too much outside with their friends and with their, with their, fa- um, you know, friends circle, social yeah. circle. And so, uh, for me, how they ended up raising me was was actually pretty Canadianized, with the exception of, you know, some of the foods that they would cook. And so I actually hold on to a lot of my European roots from more of my grandparents. When I go over there, right, and I see right. it, like the stark difference isn't from me to my family. It's or my parents. It's me to my grandparents. Yeah. And so similar on my end with with that, my both of well, my dad's Italian. Um, and so both of his parents were from Italy. So my grandparents. So when I go there, I get the heavy yeah. Italian um, yeah. heritage and and all the pasta and, and for me it's like, yeah all the pasta for sure and i love learning about my roots and you know obviously i don't really speak that well either language but that's something i wanted to to learn growing up but then it's like you know parents kind of come back with well how is that going to help you further yourself here in canada and i'm like yeah i guess it it wouldn't in that aspect but it's just good to connect to your roots so yeah yeah for sure um you know i always like going over to the grandparents house and learning as much as i can because i want to bring that culture back for when i have children yeah that's cool in the future yeah yeah, yeah. so born and raised in hamilton yep yep i was born at uh, saint joseph's hospital um basically grew up in ancaster just up the highway two hill there um, pretty much was uh, there my whole life. My parents are still there. Um, the only time I was away really was uh, going to undergrad at Waterloo. I was there for four years and I moved back home after that, paid off my loans. Um, then I went to U of T and did two masters there. So I was living kind of around the GTA for a while. And then outside of that, it was uh, either Ancaster and now I'm living close to you in the east end there yeah renting yeah. on my own now feeling pretty independent so yeah we can almost throw rocks at each other yeah yeah absolutely um what was like uh what was things like growing up i know i know like sport has been a big part of your life just like in conversation i know like running is obviously where you where you live now but like what was that like growing up was sport a big influence on on your upbringing yeah 100 percent. you know as young as i can remember you know my dad was always someone like he loved hockey like he grew up watching hockey hockey was like his sport he didn't really have access to playing you know ice hockey but he did a lot of road hockey as a kid and so he wanted to kind of instill that passion for hockey onto me so Mm -hmm. that was the first sport I really ended up playing I remember kind of suiting up getting on the ice at like five years old yeah. which is like little Tim Bits hockey yeah, yeah um and then of course you know it's a seasonal sport so he was really big on us staying active um, and so he wanted us to do some things over the summer too. So we ended up doing soccer and baseball nice. as well growing up. Those were kind of like the big three we did. Um, and it's funny cause he, I actually appreciate what he did for us growing up because obviously when we were younger, you know, and we started getting into those older years, like 10, 11, 12, you know, obviously the influence of 
what a lot of the other kids are doing and my friends with video games and stuff. And so it's like mm. kind of went through a phase there where it's like, yeah, I'm doing sports, but I'm not like super into it right now. I'd rather like go hang out with, with the friends mm. and rip some video games. So he had a strict 30 minute limit back in the day. I remember yeah, he's like, yeah. you're only playing for 30 minutes and then you got to get outside. So, yeah. you know, now it's like, I appreciate that. Um, and I always did have a love for sport, but at, at that point where you realize you know, I'm, I'm doing this for fun. And when you kind of reach that point where you're like, I don't know how much further I can take this, it can get a little bit demoralizing. For and that's sure. when you start like slipping out a little bit. Yeah. And then you kind of go through that period of, of, of break and you're like, Hey, I actually kind of miss this. You know, yeah. I want to, I want to get back into this. But, um, yeah, so that was kind of me growing up. And then throughout high school, I ended up doing water polo as well, which was a really right. cool sport. Yeah, yeah, yeah for, water polo. I forgot was, about that. Like, I knew that, but I forgot. Yeah, and it was, uh, it was really interesting because it was my kind of first exposure to that sport and just how nasty and rough it can get. Yeah, that's what water. I've heard. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I didn't realize like going in, I was signing up. I'm like, oh, yeah, cool. Like, you know, a bunch of people I know are doing it. Like, let's do it. And then you get in there. And some of the people actually played water polo outside. So mm -hmm. they knew what they were getting into. And they're like, yeah, man. So like, here's the deal. <laughs> like yeah. under the water, you're going to get kicked. You know, you might get kicked in the wrong area. Yeah, you know, yeah. you're going to get Charlie horses all over your quads, you know, hammies, wherever they can get you. They'll get you. They'll try to pull you under too. And, yeah, yeah. But you know, outside of that, it's, it's actually super fun. How, did you play all of high school? Yeah. All four years. Um, and I, and I loved it. It was fan really good cardio, just treading water all the time. It was just, it was insane. Yeah. I feel like I can barely tread water for like a minute now. Oh yeah. I don't know where I'm at now, but we'll have to see. I also did football all four years too. You actual. played football? Yeah. Well, how did I not know that dude? Man, it's actually kind of funny because like, obviously I have a leaner, like skinnier kind of build. Yeah. So every time I say that, they're like, you played football? What, did you, what position did you I play? Was, um, I was a cornerback, not, makes, the, not the quarterback. Yeah, that makes sense. Cornerback. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. So I was kind of guarding all those fast receivers. And uh, it was tough because a lot of the people were bigger than me. So, you know, as much as I wanted to go in kind of balls to the wall, just like, let's tackle, let's just... Yeah, you know, but yeah. people would run me over pretty good, especially during <laughs> drills. Sometimes, like, like I don't know, I don't know what it was, but a lot of the receivers I were guarding were quite a bit bigger than me, yeah. and they could still move, right? Yeah. And I'm just like, oh man, I feel like a noodle out here. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. What um, what do you think you learned from like participating in sport that's kind of impacted you like today? Is there anything yeah. that stands out to you? Yeah, hundred percent. The biggest thing is is support. Like the learning, like the team, obviously teamwork, but within that, like supporting each other and keeping a positive attitude and learning how to overcome adversity. Mm -hmm. Right. So I, I know like, especially in the, in, in the football um, realm, you know, it was very much learning that everyone has a certain job to do. And if one person in the chain isn't doing that job, it affects everybody else. So it's kind of learning, like you have your role to do, just focus on that and, 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 the bigger picture will come together. And, you know, if someone's having a down, made a bad play or having a down time, learning how to support them and navigate that to, to you know, give them confidence and, uh, and actually help your team overall in the long run. Um, so I learned a lot about, you know, giving people confidence, help, helping to support people and just kind of playing as a unit and overall team. Yeah, for sure. that's awesome. Do you have any siblings? Yeah, I have uh, a younger brother. He's three years younger than me. Um, so he's 28 yeah. and uh, he's just finishing up schooling right now. Um, 
he he did his undergrad at Mac. He actually took he actually had an interesting path through his he did some college programs and then ended up doing an undergrad degree in psychology at Mac, which is where he wanted to go in the cool. end. And now he's um, doing like some clinical uh, clinical psychology, wanting to do like CBTs and a master's program Sweet. right now. For That's that cool. Stuff. Yeah. That's cool stuff. Yeah, so it's like, you know, he's got the mind, I got the body, I guess. But we're all intertwined, there you go. though. There you go. You guys can com- combine. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's funny. We kind of have a similar, like, you know, I played a lot of sports growing up, um, and then I played football in high school. I definitely didn't play water polo, but I also have a brother who's three years younger than me, so it's kind of funny to like, yeah, the parallels. see some of the parallels there. I played hockey. That was kind of like my first love um, yeah. growing up, and then transitioned more to football when I got into high school, and then I played a little bit, like, into university um that's cool so yeah that's that's funny um anything outside of sport that you did that people would be surprised by like uh any like instruments or like oh yeah okay yeah i guess so like it's always hard to think about things you know but actually the fact that you said instruments is is really good like you know i i've played guitar for a long time that's i know a lot of people play guitar they're like guitarists are kind of a dime a dozen but i also like have been really interested in the saxophone Interesting. so when I was in band, like going uh, like in high school and even like middle school, it was, uh, I loved that saxophone, that alto sax. Yeah, yeah. And so I wanted to get really good at that. And I actually, you know, got to a decent level with it and then just ended up fading out, um, you know, as I uh, got into undergrad and, and university. But I was also in a band actually um before starting university See, we played I did not know about this yeah we were called reflective surface <laughs> and uh awesome. yeah we uh we actually played a couple gigs we were just doing you know covers of like the ramones and mm-hmm. like bands like that um and so i was like the lead guitarist on that rocking the the gibson les paul there and uh that's amazing i will die with that guitar in my in my grave that's hilarious. I knew you were a big music guy just from like conversations that we had, but I didn't realize you're in the ba- in a band. Yeah. If you uh, if any of you tuned into Dee's episode, you would know that Dee is also was also part of a band. I know she was more down like the we like to say the punk rock. I'm not exactly sure if that's what she did. I can't yeah. remember, but yeah, we got some. Maybe we could start the movement band. Dude, I, I would absolutely. I wonder who love else. That. I wonder who else has some musical talent here. Yeah, you know, the, the the biggest thing we'd need is is the drummer. If we can find a drummer, I like we could make that happen. I yeah, would yeah. Be we'll see. We'll <laughs> see if we can recruit someone on the team that has some drumming skills. That might be the next requirement. Yeah. To, to join the team. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what um, what kind of led you into the path of like the health field, physical therapy? All yeah. That stuff? No, that, that's, yeah, that's a good question. You know, obviously being around sport and athletics pretty much my whole life. Um, it's funny growing up. I always, I had my two loves. It was either sports and, and music. Those are like my two big things. And I'd always flop back and forth, you know, depending on where I was in my life being like, I want to make it big in the music world. Like, you know, I'm going to do it. I want to learn all the music theory and get really good at that and make that my life. And then the other side would be like, no, like I'm going to, you know, get really, become really fit right mm-hmm. um you know help people achieve their health healthcare goals it's all about you know leading a, a really healthy life and you know they weren't mutually exclusive it was always kind of intertwined sure. within each other but one just had more of a focus than the other depending on where i was in life and then eventually going through undergrad was probably the biggest transition for me in terms of realizing okay like you know you have music it's a, it's a big passion of yours but it's looking like it might be more of a hobby now right so it's time to actually think about what you're good at other passions that you have that can actually make you you know 
a livable wage. Yeah, like get your career or yeah. more of yeah, for sure. Exactly. Yeah, I get what you're saying. And so within obviously within healthcare, it's like, hey, what my healthcare is so broad, right? Yeah. And so I remember being in Kin. It was kind of funny when I applied to Kin because I was like. I applied to a few different schools and Waterloo was kind of the last one on a whim. Just like, I don't think I'm going to get in, but I'm going to do it anyways. Mm-hmm. And I applied to music programs too. Um, and so Waterloo was the last one to accept me. And I was like, okay, I guess I'm going here. Cause you know, you just hear a lot of great things about the school and their kin program yeah. in particular. And so when I was there going through my four years, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, like you just learn how broad even just kin is in of itself and it's like and you're like well there's when you start thinking about where those paths lead you you're like well there's not like in the grand scheme of things how many options are there really and then exactly so there's not that many direct options direct yeah yeah like i i've i know friends who are working with insurance companies yeah right and i'm like wow i never would have thought that's a path that you could go down yep right and you're not like like you said, you're not kind of directly doing what you think kinners are. Yeah. But there's outside so many... of like physio, Cairo, exactly. Med, med school, maybe. And then like a master's. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And so it was funny. I kind of, I kind of struggled with that. Cause I'm like, I don't really know exactly what path I want to go down. And so by the time I was in my upper years, I really had to think like, okay, like, what do you, you know, I had some mini placement kind of things under my belt and I was like, what do you really want to do like with all of this? And so I kind of went back and thought about the experiences I had helping people in the rehab setting. And I'm like, okay, physio might be something that really works for me. And I think at that point on, I always, I, like from when I kind of knew I wanted to be a physio, I was really refining how I wanted to practice because even within physios, there's a lot of different variety oh, yeah. of practices. Mm-hmm. And so I always was by it because I was a big gym guy you know, at the time too. And I still do love like lifting weights, but, um, you know, I always loved that athletic performance loading kind of style. And so I'm like, I want to do something with that. And actually at first physio was turned me off cause I didn't realize you could do all those cool things, you know, in physio, yeah. it was kind of like, Oh, you know, maybe it's just like a few remedial exercises on the IFC. And I'm like, I don't know if I want to do that. Like I want to do something more sport oriented, but once I found out <clears throat> later on, because after graduating, I kind of worked for three years as a personal trainer, and I got a better sense of just like what each healthcare practitioner, well, first of all, which ones exist out there and what they all kind of did. And that's when I kind of realized out in my work field, I'm like, yeah, I want to I wanna do physio. I'm going to apply to school. Yeah. And it's a, it is a great like ma- amalgamation of those things. Like you can still apply. You yeah, know, strength training, sport performance principles to the profession of rehab, and yeah. as we're seeing, there's a gap there that could be filled by us, and I think that's what we're trying to do here. Yeah, um, absolutely. And so it's cool to like have been able to provide you with a place that like that because that's obviously something that's pushed you to continue yeah. with physio, right? So that's cool. Yeah, hundred percent. This is like when I think of like an ideal physio role, I'm like yeah, this is, this is where I want to be. Like, this is the work I love doing Yeah. first and foremost. So yeah. And actually the road for me to get to physio school was a bit of a interesting journey too, because I didn't have quite the competitive grades coming out of undergrad. Like I, I was good, but not top tier where like a lot of the, the cutoffs were. Which it is very, very challenging to get in from an academic standpoint. Yeah. Very competitive. It's super competitive now. Mm-hmm. And then I think now, so over the past probably 10 years more than ever with just the the interests yeah like the sheer volume of people that want to get in versus the 
number of spots that are available. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I ended up doing a master's in kin at U of T first before actually, so I went through that program, which was 16 months and I'm like, okay, I'm going to apply again to physio school. And then I ended up getting accepted at U of T Sweet. second time around. So it, it worked out in the end, but it was a bit of a lengthier journey yeah. to get there. Yeah. yeah. Which is like, I know we've talked about it. We don't have to dive too much into it, but I know it was maybe a good thing for you and kind of allowed you to, I think it's what's allowed you to thrive the way you've been thriving here is having some of that experience under your belt, you know, being a little bit, a little bit older, a little more wise, you know, the beard's a little longer, <laughs> Yeah, you know, exactly. so like, I think, I think in the long run, it's like most things work out the way they're supposed to work out. Right. Exactly. And yeah, having that experience is, is huge for me. It's something I pull on all the time. When did, um, when did the running come into play? Cause I know like that's, that's yeah. your jam now. That is my jam now. I absolutely, well, I've always been a high energy kid and I always needed an outlet to, to release that energy. Right. Which is part of the reason why I love, like loved sports growing up as well. Um, and so I'd always find different ways to kind of release that energy. And actually when I was younger, I, I, I you know, obviously playing soccer, okay. You're distracted with the sport itself, but just pure running, I actually didn't enjoy it. And so as I grew up and, you know, by the time I was 16 and kind of in that football mindset, you know, you're obviously at the gym, you're lifting a lot of weights. You want to put on muscle mass. That was how it looked then for me, releasing that energy. Um, you know, I had a goal back then of wanting to hit 200 pounds. You know, I want to be 200 like body pa- weight. Yeah. I want to be 200 pounds of just lean muscle mass, right? I'm tired <laughs> yeah. of being a noodle getting run over on the field here. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, I got to beef up. Um, and that, that mentality actually stuck with me for a while because even all the way fast forward to when I was in physio school, like I was in the gym lifting weights, doing Olympic lifting as well. That's not an, I would actually be in the, in the gym together sometimes, you know, talking which is, about which is hilarious. That's yeah. So cool. Yeah. yeah. It was, it was nuts when I found that she was working <laughs> when I found yeah, out yeah. she was working here too. Um, so yeah. And then what happened when, when everything shut down because of the pandemic, I'm like, okay, well I obviously have no nowhere to really go unless I order stuff and kind of set up a home gym but I was living in a basement unit at the time like not you know renting out it wasn't even my house so I was pretty limited in terms of options and running was something I did um like about two to three times a week at that point and you know I understood the benefits of it I liked it but I was still really into the CrossFit you know, um, not, not necessarily Olympic lifting. Mm-hmm. Um, and when that shut down, I'm like, well, you know, I think this is a good opportunity to just see what I can do with running. Mm-hmm. And it just felt, you know, I should have really given it a chance earlier because I'm like, this is the best way for me to release energy. Like out of all the things I've tried growing up, this is my favorite way to really stay fit, stay active and really release. <laughs> I'm a high energy guy. Mm-hmm. Like, I know I like sleep, but like when I'm awake, it's like, woo, I need to go. So, um, you know, r- running for me was just like the best version of that when I found it out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, similarly, I transitioned to more running, um, when the pandemic hit as well. And I was always more strength, pure strength. And, you know, back when I was training for football, like I was, you know, defensive offensive lineman. So it was all power, right? Oh yeah. So like all like what you're talking about Olympic lifts training for power yeah. and I was doing more CrossFit and just like functional fitness. And then when the pandemic hit, I was like, well, I don't want to train in front of the TV. Like I hated that. Yeah. So I was like, Oh, let's run. And I've run, I ran in the past and I definitely agree with you. I think it's a great way to get fit. It's a great way to release energy. It's a great way to like mentally 
get in tune with yourself. Yeah. Um, I find it from a mental standpoint, very, very helpful for me. Um, yeah. And something now that I look at like going forward in my training, regardless of where I end up going, like right now I'm, I'm kind of all in on the running, but mm-hmm. if I end up saying wanting to transition to like, you know, trying to be competitive again in CrossFit or something like that, like I'll always have running in my training just from like purely mental standpoint. Absolutely. The confidence it builds too. You know, I find that when I get really good and in that good routine of running, it's like, I have a lot of confidence, you know, I'm more just feel just better about myself in, in, in every aspect through there. So when it comes to running, there's obviously the fueling aspect of it. Now yeah. I was trying to figure out a way how we, we get into this. And I think this is the perfect example. So <laughs> What what would be your uh, one of your favorite ways to uh, to carbo load for oh, for your runs, my friend? Buddy, loaves of bread all day, <laughs> just straight loaves. And he's not kidding when when Eric says loaves of bread, he literally um, will eat a whole loaf of bread just in one sitting. Yeah, and he'll just eat it without cutting it up. He'll just eat it. He's yep. a big fan of Metro bread. That, yeah, that's the thing. You know, not all breads are created equally, and I don't know what it is about Metro's in-store baked bread, but I eat that just buy the loaf every all day every day and we have some very funny pictures of eric and his (laughs) loaves of bread so we will have to share those with you so you can get an idea of what we're talking about but i mean hey man if the running career continues to progress we might have to get a metro sponsorship yeah exactly you know i'd love that (laughs) just 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 like like unlimited uh loaves of bread yeah yeah don't have to pay the the two bucks anymore (laughs) yeah yeah. or like the 20 bucks i spend a week on it (laughs) so good um yeah, let's transition into uh, to some rapid fire questions here. Now, this is gonna be this is an unfair question to most people, but I know for sure it's gonna be unfair to you because you're a big foodie. But let's go like let's go a couple of your favorite local restaurants that you've had in the last little bit. Yeah, yeah, and if we're gonna go by you know more recent, like I tried the Brew House or the Brux House, I don't know the exact pronunciation. Yeah, that, whatever one. Yeah, 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 whatever people want to say. That one, that restaurant was really good. Yeah, it was good. I've been there. Absolutely loved that. What did you eat there? Oh, I had like the braised um, the braised beef short rib mm. there with the mashed potatoes on the side. Mm. Just, yeah. Just so good. Um, and I think we got the appetizers of the um, of the baked, um, um, or uh, yeah, baked Brussels sprouts Ooh. with a little bit of Parmesan. I love Brussels sprouts. Yeah, yeah. Sprouts. I, I had those while I was there and when I was there as well. Yeah. Delicious. So good. Um, there's a good little fish and chips place I love too. It's actually on Ottawa Street in the lower city. It's called Hammerheads. And they do, it's like local fish from... I think I've walked by that place before. Is it like a small shop? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And so we get the, uh, they have pickerel there on, uh, on special on Wednesday. So sometimes... Mar and I will go there and we just love the pickerel action there. And they got the good thick cut fries too. Ooh, so, I'm a thick cut fry guy. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so that's another place we've been enjoying lately. Um, yeah. In terms of other plick, because we eat, like, when we go on vacation, we just, we eat, but we eat our way through cities. So yeah, I'm like yeah. trying to think of all the restaurants in my mind, but those two stand out okay. for me for yeah, sure recently. that's good. We'll have to get like... Have to get like an, a list of Eric's restaurants. Oh yeah, or like um, obviously Earth the Table, like the pizza there is super good. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, what would be what would be your favorite? What would be your favorite area to run in? I know you're not in the trails right now, but yeah, where where do you like to to get your miles in? You know what? I actually have been finding like because I live 
East End Hamilton there. We're, we're pretty close to Stony Creek. I actually like some of the more buffed out trail systems out that way. Mm-hmm. So getting, you know, going down like Lime Ridge, Mohawk, out towards like Albion Falls way yep. and past going out there. That's actually something that I've been exploring more over the past, oh, I don't know, maybe four or five months. And I've really been finding it really nice out there. Yeah, they have some nice trails, even if you're not like into like crazy trail, like technical trails, like they have, I because I run out there a bit too and the red valley kind of trail system yeah. out there is like really nice and it's pretty good like trails to run on if you're just getting into like yeah the trail running stuff yeah, it's definitely not something too technical which yeah. is more up my alley I'm, yeah so you can keep that speed up yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so that's that's an area i've been enjoying a lot lately what who hmm, what is your your favorite band oh man yeah so i mean this is unwavering you know they've been my favorite band for as long as i can remember it's funny because at first i didn't like these guys but then when i was around 16 just a flip switched and i haven't looked back since but um led zeppelin is is my favorite band of all time i just love the hard high energy rock that they put out um just their aura you know when they were in their prime watching them on stage the old clips it's just like yeah that it's me. That's, yeah. that's what I want to, yeah. I want to be. Um, but yeah, just watching plant and page do their thing. But, you know, I obviously love a wide range of music. Like I'm into anything from like, I dabble in some hip hop. I'm a big electronic who guy. Do you, who do you listen? Cause I, I'm not a big music guy, but I'll listen to some hip hop. Yeah. Who, who do you listen to? Like from a hip hop? Yeah. Um, like, I mean, okay. Like the, the big ones, like I, I dabble in some Drake, but like, it, it, you know what? It's funny. Like I go onto playlists more. Yeah. So it's like, you know, stuff like it'll be like random artists coming up like, Oh, Ace hood with like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, Meek Mill or like yeah, yeah, something yeah. like that. So it's not like I have one specific right. artist, but it's just more of like that general playlist. Was it you and I talking about Kendrick Lamar? Yeah, I think so. Kendrick okay. is, is a big one. I, I can like. see you liking Kendrick Lamar because yeah. he's got like, he's, his music is insane like creatively genius so so i could see that because i know you appreciate like the music yes you know and and actually it's funny because like i remember when he had section 80 out that was one of my favorite albums Mm -hmm. back then i I absolutely love that um okay french toast or pancakes pancakes all day get a little bit of that dark chocolate sauce with some syrup on there oh hell yeah man yeah I'm a pancake over French toast, dude. Um, what about waffles versus pancakes? Ooh, that's a tougher call. It is, because, I mean, there's nothing like a good fluffy Belgian waffle, but I still have to go pancakes. Yeah. You and Will would get along. Yeah. <laughs> Will's a pancake guy. Oh, yeah. Till he, till he dies. Flapjacks to the grave. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> um, oh, I had one other one, um, but um, we'll uh, – We'll leave it there. I think that's yeah. that's good. Um, why don't you Why don't you let people know? Actually, before we do that, what does move local mean to you? Yeah, um, you know, to me, first and foremost, it means just embracing a healthy lifestyle and trying to do that as locally as possible, supporting as many local small businesses as you can in your journey to to leading that lifestyle. So even if it's something as simple as you know going out to the local farmers market to get those you know, beautiful, beautiful, fresh eggs or, uh, or just like that nice head of red lettuce, um, you know, cause everything kind of works together in, in, in health and wellness. And so, you know, there's a lot of ways you can integrate local businesses into helping you lead a better lifestyle. Love it. Um, where can people find you on Instagram? Yeah. Um, so my 
my running kind of handle is eric.moverun uh, on Instagram. I, I put some, some running content out through the movement um, on that page. And then I have my other personal pages, Eric Lubo, as well. You can just see what I get up to in my daily life um, on that. What, what kind of bread you're eating, what kind yeah. of meals you're indulging in. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to yeah. have to start taking more food pics. <laughs> you just might have to start a food uh, food. Program. I would love, you know, something I've actually been thinking about, and Mara and I have been thinking about doing that together. It's just yeah. kind of like getting like a foodie kind of page going. That would be, be great. Oh, I know uh, you guys are always going out, so always oh, yeah. trying all the spots. But yeah, follow follow Eric on Instagram. He's going to be putting out some awesome running content. Um, that's something he's super passionate about, and we're always trying to support all of our people on their 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 passion so I'm, I'm excited to see him put out some more stuff and um just want to say thank you for taking the time man it's been a pleasure having you on the team it's been great to add you into the squad you fit right in um we're excited to kind of see what you continue to develop into and continue to explore and most importantly we're here to continue to support your bread addiction <laughs> yeah and we will do that with love ah, i love that man <laughs> thanks so much for all the support you know it's been it's been good so far and i'm sure it's going to continue to be great i'm just happy to be here thanks for having me on awesome thanks for tuning in guys appreciate it Thank you.